live and we're live. Do you like that? What I did there, Royster with the uh, yeah. Wayne's world. Yeah. I was going to say, have you ever seen Wayne's world? That's well, the Wayne's world. <laughs> well, you never have know. You ever seen it? Hey, uh, you ever seen this Wayne's world? <laughs> yeah. Welcome to, uh, to uh, loser leaves wrestling, loser leaves wrestling. This is uh, the woo woo woos and what's of AEW dynamite. We just finished AEW dynamite and it's Thanksgiving Royster. It sure is. Hey, very exciting stuff. What? I'm thankful for you. Oh, stop it. I'm thankful for you too. Don't even start now. We can't hey, this is that type of show. Hey, we're both thankful for Tam. We're both thankful for Tam. Everyone uh, show your thanks for Tam in the comments. Let us uh, let everyone know we're thankful for Tam. That's the real, that's the real gift of the season. Um, thank you so much. Welcome everyone. Sit down, have a good time. Uh, this is, uh, uh, so wow. What a, what a Thanksgiving episode. Uh, I really love that the Thanksgiving, it was very Thanksgiving from the get go. Yeah. But not uh, too the, Thanksgiving. Yeah. There was only one Thanksgiving segment, which was fine. I do want a food fight. Yeah. <laughs> I do want a well, food fight. Tune into Friday night Smackdown. I'm sure you'll get a big old food fight. Um, and we, we have some comments here. We have uh, Chica Mark saying, aw, in reference to us, thankful, our thankfulness. Everyone say what you're thankful for in AEW uh, Dynamite. Uh, and also she writes, thank you, Tam. Uh, Chica Marks is thankful for Tam too. We're all thankful for this stream. Um, excellent job. Let's start talking about the show, right? Let's jump in. Yeah, let's jump in. Let's it. just jump in. It was, uh, okay, well, Thanksgiving, Chicago. And the way they started off this Thanksgiving in Chicago was with CM Punk coming out. CM Punk for his match with QT Marshall. And uh, they were all excited to see this match. People were amped up. And in comes MJF. Uh, and boy, this was a hot little segment. MJF interrupts them. And they have this back and forth that lasts for what seemed like forever. Well, yeah, I, I tried to do some math here. And um so normally AEW typically will start with a match and the match will go uninterrupted. So there's no commercial break through the first segment and it goes that entire first segment. This interview went the entire first segment. Yeah. And so that's like 15 to 20 minutes. Like that's a long time. That's it was, a long time. It was a long time. And it felt like that too. Uh, MJ starts it off. And he has some good zings in there. I wrote down a few of them. He's talking about UFC, uh, Punky Brewster, a little light, a little light with the stuff, making fun of those things, which all expected. Uh, then CM yeah. Punk comes out. Wait, what would you think of the first of the first portion? MJ's first portion. Well, we're gonna get to it, I think, because I thought it was a little weak, and now I understand why it was a little weak because they had another ten minutes after another. Yeah, they had a slow build. Uh, then CM Punk comes out saying that he's a little disappointed, calls him a less famous Miz. Uh, oh. which was a nice little a little thing i will say I, i'm taking notes you know i take notes and when something really good happens or something gets me i do this and <laughs> i did that a few times during this they got me a few times they just love dropping these like little wwe innuendos they yeah. love it they love dropping the the king of kings and hustle yeah. loyalty respect like, i love it i think it's well great. i do i, I do great. like it too uh but it was just a little bit too long a little bit too long um i think that if it were shortened a little bit if maybe mjf didn't have his second wind uh and maybe save that for next week 
or something like that because like some of those things he said were pretty harsh you know like yeah, and sure. some of the comments he's just like and maybe you're the one that needs to go to sleep because of the bags under his eyes pretty, <laughs> pretty hard pretty hard to watch let us know if you're thankful for that um but uh yeah and then uh the, the one other comment that was there uh was uh the four pillars he's like you've been replaced by Britt baker a lot Huge. of fun there a yeah, lot of fun I, there. I also like the you're never going to be number two in this company unless Tony Khan uh, has a daughter and she goes and you marry, up and you marry her. her. Really good, mm-hmm. too. Very saucy comments. Very saucy comments throughout. Um, it, but then we followed up with a match uh, with the QT match. Yeah. You seem deflated. <laughs> you sound like the crowd in Chicago. <laughs> well, here's the thing, right? Like, so this. Uh, this segment, let's say, was twenty minutes. This uh, interview, let's say twenty minutes, sure. The back and forth. They I, they've never done this before. This is without a doubt the longest talking segment in the history of the company. Yeah. And this is the only the second time. Last week being the first time, and it involved your new heavyweight champion and Brian Danielson. This is the only the second time that the show has ever started with a talking segment too. I believe they should absolutely never do a talking segment this long ever again. Not necessarily because it was bad, but because one, it's not your game. This is, you're not a talkie talkie TV show. You're a wrestler. That's not why people watch you. That's exactly. And you're never going to get a better crowd, two better workers, like two better talkers. Like this was the perfect storm to do this. Never do it again. And if you never do it again, I think the segment's great. But if they're like, oh, yeah, this went pretty well. We should do this all the time. Next week, it's yeah. going to be uh, 10. And, uh, you know, I don't know. QT This really should be a place. seldom used, por- because like this is the two, t- it's it's uh, uh, CM Punk and MJF. You know, yeah, you're exactly. going to give them 20 minutes. Okay, yeah. I understand. I get that. But like having that match afterward, I think was a genuinely bad idea because uh, I think the match should have either been canceled uh, like or something happened because that's just such a letdown you just had cm punk go against mgf that's like having the end of the match and then have it give us the beginning <laughs> you know yeah, like we had this yeah. qt setup i think either that should be canceled or cm punk was so fired up that he mjf is just like you know you don't have any more this has been a lackluster return this has been you know you you're struggling to defeat opponents that are that mediocre no one better example than QT yeah. Marshall. Want to have him just literally before the bell rings, beat the shit out of him, beat the shit out of him, throw him outside, do all your greatest hits CM Punk, and then just have it be a non-match. They don't have those in AEW. Let there just be a non-match. Interesting. Interesting. Yeah. No one would have been mad at that. No one in the crowd, yeah. everyone would have loved it, and it would have showed a different side of Punk that we're looking for. Yeah, I think um, I, I agree with that. And my like the booking in my head was rather than a non-match, like MJF is walking up the ramp as QT Marshall is walking down the ramp and MJF standing at the top of the ramp to watch the beginning of the match and the bell rings and Punk beats him in like 30 seconds, just squashes him. He's so yeah. fired up from that promo that he just like hits the go to sleep, knocks him out. And then MJF is looking and they make eye contact, and that's how the segment closes. Perfect. I, I just like I love in my own personal life, and we know this. I love nepotism. Hey, sure. let's give love all the breaks up. to all mm-hmm. the people that we love. Fine, but there's just something about QT Marshall that I just am like, you're only here because of Cody. I don't know why it bothers me. So I think it's because the roster is so stacked, 
And I get it, you need a heel who can easily get beat. But if you're going to make this match competitive, then just put like Joey Janela in that spot. Put any other heel in that spot. It doesn't need to be QT Marshall. There's nothing yeah. that he does that's special over anyone else. He's just like a good professional wrestler who's boring and the crowd doesn't care about. There's someone else that could be in that spot over him. And it just And he me. is good. He yeah. is good. It's just the fact yeah. also, the thing is like, he is fundamentally sound. QT Marshall is fundamentally sound. Airtight. Uh, boy, does he sell like an idiot. Like he sells like he sells. He's like flopping his arms around. He, he Like he sells like he's trying to train people how to sell. <laughs> you know, like he's like, you do it like this. You know, and like, that's great for like people. It just feels very 101. Uh, yeah. And everything yeah. he does feels 101. And it's such good 101. But like, yeah. yeah. You I know, need it. I don't, I don't need it. television. Uh, we get uh, CM Punk being with the GTS that go to sleep. Uh, even JR is saying that Punk is, this hasn't been his best showing throughout the thing. Yeah. Uh, which was know, weird I, choice. At the end of that match, I counted it. And there's been, that was 36 straight minutes of CM Punk on my television, which isn't necessarily a bad thing, but it could have been 25 minutes and yeah. I would have been just as happy. <laughs> yeah, 100%. Boy, we got to move on from here. We got Tony Schiavone uh, hanging out with Jurassic Express and Christian Cage. And Christian's fired up. Yeah, Christian says up. they have a lot of momentum. And he's going to make damn sure that Jurassic Express wins those tag team championships. Um, this was fine. It just seems like we get this. It feel, this feels like uh, this feels like the um, uh, Eddie Kingston and Moxley in the back segments a while ago where they just kept sure. happening and they really, they're fine. They just didn't go anywhere or do anything. Yeah. Um, did, did, you, did you have any thoughts on this or? Yeah, I'm pretty much the same. I, I feel like Jurassic Express and Christian are kind of stuck in Groundhog's Day, you know? Like, yeah. It's just, it really, <laughs> yeah, it's just the same stuff over and over again. I will say uh, every time I watch uh, Dynamite with my partner, which isn't that often now, but uh, anytime Christian's on the screen, I tell the same story over and over again about how Vince McMahon would never make Christian heavyweight champion because he thought he was too ugly. Yeah, I think Christian's handsome. I think he's, he's a fine. handsome man. He's fine. He's, a, he's fine. He's whatever. I have a, uh, you remember uh, Stone Cold Steve Austin called him a creepy little <laughs> bastard? Did I tell you this? Just for our listeners, this is a LLW exclusive. I went to a Stone Cold Steve Austin book signing and I'm just like, I was young. I was just like, hey, can you call me a creepy little bastard? He's like, sure, get out of here, you creepy little bastard. It's <laughs> great. It was great. We're all having fun here. Hey, give us a Hong Kong. Tell us what you're thankful for. We want to hear it. Um, uh, next up, we have Eddie and Catering. Uh, and Eddie already calls out last week. No one could say a sentence without being interrupted. Uh, maybe that was a two weeks ago. And here he's at catering, just randomly saying what he's thankful for. And then comes yeah. 2.0. In comes 2.0. And they're like, you want what you are? You're not hungry anymore. He's like, I'm eating cake. I'm eating cake. <laughs> like, it was just a dumb segment. It I was a real it. dumb. I like the idea of it. I like some of, like, I'm very confused because they had a similar segment later on with Jericho. And are they going to have a pairing of Eddie and Jericho versus 2.0? Well, I don't know. I don't know. That's a good question. I was thinking about this. And we'll, I guess we'll, we can talk about the Jericho thing now since we're here. My, my feeling is uh, either Jericho gets involved in the match on Rampage because he'll be at the commentary booth and it's just a one-time thing, or it's Eddie is going to beat Garcia and then... Jericho maybe has a thing going with H2O 
I don't, or H2O, but 2.0. H2O, I prefer H2O, honestly. <laughs> I do prefer that. I, um, I, like, I want more H2O, the H2O. I'm doing it now. I, I like the H2O. They call H2O. We're like Jim Cornette with our little pet names <laughs> for things. Like he calls Kenny uh, Omega, Kenny Olivier. <laughs> yeah, Kenny he calls Matt, Matt Jackson pie face. <laughs> so rude. He is pretty rude. Working so hard. Uh, uh, we got uh, Joe Redlitz uh, here. I miss the old wrestler book signing days. Stone Cold was the best. Uh, yes, I, sure I do was. remember that time. Uh, my father also poked Chris Jericho in the face one time. That's a different story. Literally touched his forehead. Um, oh, weird. <laughs> it was weird. Uh, Chica Marks writes, I'm thankful for pro wrestling and LLW bringing me so much joy in dark times. Oh, yeah. Chica oh, my Marks. God. Um, I'll stay um, one one. I'm not thankful. We continue. Wait, wait. I was just uh, one other thing that I wanted to mention that I think was really, it was really small, but if you so. Daniel Garcia throws the coffee in Eddie's face, right? And then Eddie explodes, he gets up or whatever. Daniel Garcia is just like, he moves really weirdly. He's like- Very herky-jerky. Yeah. yeah. Like he's always ready to like be a Greco-Roman wrestler. <laughs> like he's always like, hey, you want to wrestle? You want to grapple? Yeah. That's right. <laughs> you, wanna gra- you remember uh, Ready to Rumble? Sal, Sal Mandini. Mandini. <laughs> that's, the, that, that's the best part of that movie. Yeah. Um, speaking of things that we shouldn't be thankful for, or we should be, I don't know how to transition. Gun Club versus Bear Country. Gun Club versus Bear Country. And I, I was actually kind of excited about this match because uh, I thought it was going to be Austin and Colton, but no, it's Billy and Colton. They are literally brushing Austin under the rug. <laughs> They're like, forget about this one. He's a little short. <laughs> well, I think what happened was, uh, so, I mean, this match was a, was a nothing match, uh, unfortunately, because I think Bear Country is pretty cool. And I don't know how to feel about the gun club yet. I really, you know how to I'm feel about it. the gun club? You're into it. Okay, that's fair. That's fair. I'm into them being ass boys. I'm into that. Yeah, ass boys is very funny. Ass boys is a great thing to chant. Like, I can't wait for them to get over, if they get over enough, to be ass boys. Like, that's very exciting. Well, I think what happened here, now that I'm thinking about it, now that we're talking about it, uh, the reason it was Billy and Colton and not Austin is because, so Darby runs out after, right, and crushes Austin. Oh, Darby's not going to crush Billy Gunn. Real quick, Gun Club wins. Colton wins with some move called the 45. I didn't even see it. Uh, my internet was splotchy um but then uh, then out comes sting austin goes to confront sting and like you said darby just flattens yeah but that and was darby pretty, he has those moments to do that to billy gunn though like no it, it no, needed to right. be austin so but someone brought it up to me um a friend of ours a mutual friend of ours uh alejandro merkin brought up to me that Ooh. he thinks that they did that as a like a tip of the cap to when that fan crushed Seth Rollins on Monday, but I don't think that's true. That's actually pretty funny because they're on the same spot in the entrance ramp where it happened. I hope true. they're not that weird about it. Yeah, I don't think so. I think Darby <laughs> I hope would do this regardless. That. Let's just, because Darby is literally a highlight machine. Uh, he has these moments yeah. like that one long run uh, at MGF yeah. into the barricade. Yeah. Amazing. Uh, one other thing that I did want to point out too, if we, before we move on, unless you have more to say about Darby, oh, no, no, no. Um, this is like a very nerdy thing that I'd like to point out. I actually tweeted about it on the LLW Twitter during the show because on the L- uh, Loser Leaves Pod on Twitter, mm-hmm. correct? Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's a a, a Norwegian uh, like hard rock e like metal band called Turbo Negro. And uh, they were on, like, you remember when Jackass had those spinoff shows on MTV, like Wild Boys and Viva La Bam? Sure, 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 sure. I watched them all. 
yeah. Um, the Turbo Negro did the theme song for, or they took a Turbo Negro song. I'm going to give you what you need. No, no, the other one to Wild Boys. But they also, that band also appeared on uh, Viva La Bam, which is how I found out about them. Oh, this is all to say that the lead singer of Turbo Negro died last week. And in honor Jesus. of his death, Darby did special face paint to honor. Oh, he him. did the uh, uh, Paul like, Stanley kiss star yeah, boy. Yeah. yeah. So that was uh, in honor of him. So if anybody caught wow. that, I wow. caught it. All also. you Turbo That's Negro like, fans cool out shit. there. Uh, yeah. Let us know what your thoughts are. Tell us your favorite Turbo Negro moment. Uh, I want to hear about it. <laughs> we got moving on. We got to go on. We got Cole and Bobby Fish. And they're better friends than the best friends. Um, it feels empty when Trent's not there. Yeah, it does. I miss Trent. I miss Trent too. I miss Trent. Honestly, I don't like them saying best friends unless Trent's there because they are the best friends. Right. Yeah. Orange Cassidy is friends with them, but the best friends are Trent and Chuck. Yeah. 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 And I'm yeah, a little yeah. insulted that Yuda's just wandering in here like he's Trent. Yeah. 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 I don't. Um... I don't know. I don't really like that whole act very much. Not like anymore. Orange Cassidy on his own. I think Orange Cassidy is more effective on his own. Yes. Um, I mean, he's always been part of the group, but I don't like him in tag team matches. I like him in singles matches. A hundred percent. He's awkward in tag team matches because yeah. I hate seeing him with a hot tag. Don't like it. Um, yeah. Moving on. We got the most shocking part of the night. The most shocking part of the night. Team Taz has signed Dante Martin. Dante Martin is sitting in a room for some reason. They're having this pre like this little contract signing. Like, I don't understand. I don't understand how they would come to that agreement without Dante Martin being like, Oh yeah, I'm interested. <laughs> you know, like, so obviously there's interest. Leo's completely caught off guard. Yeah. Um, yeah. And uh, they signed Dante. Uh, is this the worst business decision Dante's ever made? <laughs> uh, yeah. You got to make them young, I guess. Right. I guess so. I don't know. It's interesting. It's I was thinking like, where's this going to go? Because everybody universally seems to love Dante and Leo as a tag team. Yeah. And me too. I also do. So I don't know. I, maybe there's more interest. I mean, once they have a singles match, their singles match is going to be insane. Yeah. But I don't know. That's a really good question. Uh, maybe it's a swerve. Maybe it's a swerve too. Honestly, I, what I thought they were going with it was like, oh, they're in this meeting where he's trying to pressure him. And Leo's just like, no, no, you don't want to do this. I got this thing. And then he's just like, listen, you're all pulling me each different direction. I'm like, I want to be with my brother. And then yeah. that's a way to bring his brother back so that they could have their tag team reform or something like that. But this kind of, like, I don't know what to expect. I'm interested. I'm interested. But I have no faith in Team Taz. <laughs> <laughs> well, what would be pretty cool I have is no faith. His brother does come back and they're together under Taz. And then like they're going for the tag team titles and Taz is their manager. I'd like that. Oh, I'd be fine. If Top Flight all go to Team Taz, maybe they'll give them some success. Uh, we have some uh, opinions here. Uh, Joe writes, why is Orange Cassidy with best friends? Isn't it contradictory to his whatever character to have friends? Just seems like an odd pairing with the alien chick. Uh, agreed. Agreed. I think it's all a mismatch. I feel like they're all real life friends, so they just group them together. Uh, I, I think it Orange Cassidy worked better with the best friends because he just kind of hung out with them. He wasn't their friend. 
he was just yeah. there and he got hugged yeah. by them but like he was he, he was just there it was kind of like the guy that the cool guy that hangs out with people and just like has no real feelings toward him but that's where the party is you know yeah uh, and i and i could almost understand you know uh chris statlander hanging out with them but yeah orange cassidy should be more of a loner yeah, I really enjoyed Orange Cassidy's early work with the best friends where he would like, like in that street fight where he kind of showed up in a car, like he just like appeared, like mm-hmm. him kind of like passively helping them out was always something I really enjoyed. But now that he's actively a part of this, it's, it's less fun. Yeah, that's weird. Uh, Chica Marcus writes in terms of Dante, I didn't watch this Dynamite yet. That's weird about Dante. Hmm. We're going to hmm. have to find out. Uh, yeah. I'm excited to find out, but uh, who knows? Uh, next up we have a match we actually have a match going on uh it's thunder rosa versus jamie hater to advance the tbs women's championship uh tournament uh and we get thunder rosa winning uh it was a it was a good match it was jamie hater's best match jamie hater's best match i i think the crowd really kicked this match up a notch everybody was yeah. super super into it and even at one point they were chanting for both rosa and jamie hater uh which was great to see i didn't understand that because jamie hater did really shine for me yeah, you know, it's. I mean, it was definitely um, it was definitely Rosa's match, and I. It's think, always Rosa's match. Yeah, I mean, they really beat the shit out of each other. It felt like there, there was there were a lot of a lot of stiff shots in there, but um, I, I I enjoyed this match. I thought it was good. I definitely think it was Jamie Hayter's best match, um, and I think it sets up everything perfectly. I think it sets up a nice little Rosa Jade Cargill in the semifinals, mm-hmm. and it also like lends a little bit more to the long-term storytelling of Rosa and Britt Baker. Cause now, yeah, which I'm very excited about. It looks like Jamie Hayter is probably going to leave the group. She's mad. And then Britt Baker is going to blame Thunder Rosa for that split. And that just adds to this long-term story where eventually, cause Thunder Rosa is not going to win the TBS title. Unfortunately. I still don't think she's going to win it because she needs to beat Baker for the title. Mm-hmm. So that's what i think but who knows she might win no i like your thoughts i agree with them uh, next up we get jericho chris jericho is interrupted by 2.0 we get jericho saying some nonsense tries to get he tries to get a chicago chant started like he's trying to get like the crowd to chant something what did he try to get them to chant because I, they were not into it <laughs> blockhead spongebob or something know. stupid he could like yeah, call them like a and then they they, they didn't chant it they, they, they barely chant. He's like, and then eventually he's just like, that's good enough. <laughs> he just kept on going. Uh, it was, uh, it was just uncomfortable, but I do think that this uh, 2.0 just kind of like interfering or like, like walking through people's segments is a pretty cool little deal. I just hate that yeah. the interruptions happen so quickly. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Agreed. Agreed. I think 2.0 uh, should always be on my television. 2.0 should have fought CM Punk tonight. Not, QT Marshall <laughs> handicap match. I don't care. I just want to see him. Yeah. Well, Colt Cabana should have fought CM Punk tonight. That's what everyone wanted to see. Um, pretty angry that they didn't do that, but they will give it to us one day. I'm sure of it. Right. We'll see. We'll see what we'll happens. See. Uh, next up, we get Friendsgiving. We get our only Thanksgiving segment on the show, which wouldn't be bad, but there was no food fight. We get <laughs> Britt Baker, Tony Schiavone and uh, Rebel. Uh, they share thanks uh, and they talk about the big Black Friday uh, deal match with Rio. It's a Black Friday deal match. Yeah, I know. It's such a silly name. What are the stipulations of a Black Friday deal? If you were to guess, what would be the stipulation? Um, 
if the the winner gets something like fantastic at a very cheap price. Oh, okay. <laughs> Okay, that's pretty good. Good, good guess. Good guess. Well, we're gonna find out because it's this Friday. Um, I am fine with them doing like the Minnesota street fight and sure. things of that nature, you know. But like some of these, like a Black Friday, like why not be a a leftovers match and have yeah. it be like a, a leftover, ooh, a leftovers match that's and make fun. a fun thing out of it where like uh, the losers of the night all are now the lumberjacks. And sure. they're pissed. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's, I guess they did the same thing, right? They did the same thing. Maybe it's like going to be a gimmick now. Like they did a, whatever it was like a trick or treat street fight with Abaddon. And if Abaddon won, she got a shot at Brick Baker, Brick Baker's title. So now they're doing the same thing again, where it's now Black Friday deal match. And if Riho wins, she'll get a shot at Brick Baker's title. Now, that being said, Brick Baker Riho, probably going to be a pretty good match. It's probably going to be a better match. Uh, I'm going to skip over that segment in Jim Cornette's podcast where he talks about it because he's terrible. <laughs> he's just yeah. the worst with a lot he's of the, things. I don't know why you... I, I like to watch... When when I listen slash watch to anything Jim Cornette, I go to YouTube and I, I can be very selective. It's like, oh, he's talking about this one thing. I'll watch this. Like He's talking about the history of Memphis God. wrestling. Sure. It's so that. hard. It's so hard to listen to him talk about... Do his sponsors? Because he just honestly... If I were a sponsor, I would not sponsor his podcast because what he does is he makes fun of your product. <laughs> he has like this nuts, like like this assorted nuts thing. He's just like, yeah, you gotta get your nuts and don't and just like he's just making jokes about nuts the entire time. And I like I couldn't imagine as an advertiser that this is beneficial for my business. Um, yeah, but nah. I, we can't talk. Let's it's not talk thing. about. Um, yeah, one thing I will say about this segment to go back to it. I remember watching that um, the Casino Battle Royal and picking up on the moment where Riho wasn't actually eliminated. And I was like, that's really weird. It took them, what, three months to pay it off, but I guess they're finally paying it off, which finally maybe, got someone, there. Yeah, maybe someone finally noticed. That's pretty funny. I forgot about that as well, but one of, it was a Casino Battle Royale where nothing really matters. Uh, let's move on. We got, a, we got a, honestly, the biggest what of the night for me. The biggest what of the night uh, really? is the match. Cole Cabana versus Brian Danielson. I was very disappointed by this match because how short it was. Yeah. It yeah. was so short. This, honestly, should have started the night. Agreed. It should have started the night. They should have had the same amount of time that uh, CM Punk and QT Marshall had. Yes. They literally flip them. Literally have CM Punk have this match with QT Marshall where he beats the shit out of him and like kind of like embarrassing. This was embarrassing to Cole. This is embarrassing to Cole. I think he chipped a tooth. I saw that. Yeah. Did he chip a uh, tooth? I was, I, I agree with you uh, completely about this. I was really disappointed. Not, not from like a, you know, Cole did a couple of things that were cool, but like he should have done more. He could have done more. Cole there should have been so more much chain more wrestling. Yeah, absolutely. It is. It, it's. It was really frustrating that like Jabroni QT Marshall got all this time against Punk when it should have just been a squash, and it made Punk look weak. Made Punk look weak. Look, it did two things. Like it made Punk look weak, and it gave it gave a, a, a potential great match. Like the thing is, nobody was expecting QT and uh, and Punk to light the house right. on fire. Exactly. But Colt and Brian were ex like that was going to be a big deal uh, yeah. uh chica marks writes who chipped a tooth so i think it was colt 
And I think I know when. Did you see when he was doing the foot stomps in the face? Yeah. Well, I saw. Yeah, go for it. So, so uh, Brian Danielson wins the night with a, uh, you know, his uh, yes lock or what does he call it? LaBelle lock. The and, LaBelle but lock yeah. For that, he has those stomps in the face that he's been doing and he starts stomping in Colt's face and then he stops for a second and he, then he starts giving real ginger ones, like real like yeah. nice ones. <laughs> and I think he chipped his tooth there, but uh, that was the match and we both agree it was too short. Um, sure, but, yeah. but after the match, we get a really cool segment. Which Tony uh, Tony Schiavone comes out, interviews uh, Brian, and uh, he he brings back something from his planet uh, champion of planet Earth uh, phase in WWE. He's just like he's like I I noticed that when I was last in Chicago, y'all loved me. Now you don't. Seems like you're being real fickle. And I love what he calls wrestling fans fickle. I think it's the funniest thing. It's true. It's true. It's hundred percent true. true. Yeah. And they ate it up. He they just trashed them for a little bit. Hangman Page comes out. They have this little stare down. Hangman challenges to a fight. He's like, "Yeah, of course you would do that. I just had a match. That sounds like more like coward shit." And yeah. uh, then he's like, "You could get the first hit." Punk's like, uh, "Punk." Brian's like, oh, "I don't want to do that." Slaps him. They have a little go back and forth. Almost gets the with the buckshot. Yeah, Buckshot. Yeah, Buckshot yeah. Larry. And uh, then he uh, powders out of the ring. What are your thoughts on the segment? I thought it was fantastic. I thought everything after the match was fantastic. Poor Colt. Um, Poor I thought Colt. it was great. I, You know what? I was thinking about it. And look, you're not going to find a bigger fan of Kenny Omega. Well, you probably will. But I'm a big fan of Kenny Omega. Uh, but I am trying to think about his entire title run right now. And outside of the exploding barbed wire death match that he and Moxley had, I don't think I've ever been, I was ever excited for any of his title defenses or as excited as I am about this match. Yeah. This match is, I'm so excited for this match. I think it's going to be fantastic. They've already done an excellent job in two weeks of building this match up. And it's probably going to happen pretty soon. I think it's going to happen at Battle of the Belts. That's yeah. what I would assume. One lot, I think the reason that is, and you're making a good point. We weren't really excited for any of Kenny's matches because we just knew he was going to lose the hangman the entire time. And he was That's just holding point. onto the belt until he could give it off the hangman, and everyone knew it. So every single match came with this caveat that, like, oh, it's just for now, you know, like, like you're, you're having this match. But, like, I don't know. Like, I, I think hangman's going to win, but I don't know that. Sure. Yeah. And I also think that, too, the thing is, like, I mean, it helps that, you know, hangman's opponent is brian danielson you know like mm-hmm. christian's great but like there's no way that christian was ever going to beat kenny and then there was that three-way with Pac and orange cassidy and like there was no way that that was ever like that kenny was going to lose that like all of these all of his matches that he ever had there is no way but this has like been built really strongly so far and you don't know you don't know who's going to win yeah it's pretty exciting uh we got a yeah. comment here and re- uh, talking about the black friday deal match we got Joe Ryder that's writing, winner needs to trample their opponent to death. Winner gets an old Hulk Hogan soft buddy from the 80s, a $2 copy of No Holds Barred. That's a good idea, Joe. Or a copy of Suburban Commando. Their choice. You're a big Suburban Commando guy, aren't I you? I really do love Suburban Commando. Yeah. Uh, I, there was the, I think it was on the uh, Ninja Turtles uh, VHS, the first one. They had the trailer for it. Uh, no, it was the yeah. second uh, Ninja Turtles. They had the trailer for it. And I just remember really being into that trailer. Uh, <laughs> when I saw the movie, I liked it, but the trailer. <laughs> I've been thinking a lot about Hulk Hogan these days. And I think uh, we're going to talk a little bit more about him on Saturdays, the weekly wrestle. Yeah, we're going to have to talk about him uh, on the weekly wrestle. Right. Yeah. 
Yeah, okay. I was, making, I was making sure that I didn't say it wrong. Uh, yeah. We get this Saturday, the weekly wrestle where we cover the news, we cover tweets, we cover everything, right? I've Jordan watched Rose. every episode of the new season of Ruthless Aggression, as some might see from uh, the tweets that the LLW I did say putting out there. The LLW uh, interns have been hot on the case. <laughs> so I may, uh, I may do a, a, a quick review of mm. uh, the Ruthless Aggression season two. Uh, real short preview. It's all bullshit. Anyway, let's keep going. <laughs> Spoilers. <laughs> Spoilers. Uh, moving on, we get a Chris Statlander versus Ruby promo, which was exciting. Uh, I'm so it, excited for this. It match. made me excited for the match, even though uh, I, uh, I, I'm not really, I really like Chris Statlander, Statlander as a, a performer, as a wrestler. Do not like her as a character. Do not like her as a character. Uh, the more I hear uh, do this thing with the alien stuff and not really have any real point to her being there, it's kind of weird. And Ruby, uh, I like her as a character, as a person, but I don't like her as a performer just yet in AEW. So we're going to see. I'm very, I'm excited for this match. Though. Yeah, me too. Me too. I think, uh, yeah, I don't know. I'm just really excited. I could talk to you about uh, Chris Statlander's character and like what it all means for a long time but like do I know what I'm talking about no so we can just keep going <laughs> <laughs> we're killing it here this loser leaves wrestling uh now we got the main event of the night and I was about to write this off as just a bullshit eight-man tag like they always do and it was a bullshit eight-man tag like they always do but there was something different about this one. Something I can't really put my a whole lot of second. On. Hold on <laughs> what, a second. What are you gonna say? I I don't know if they've ever done an eight man tag in the history of AEW. They've done five. Just, they've done ten. Oh wait, I'm they've sorry. Done, I'm sorry. They've done so many. I'm sorry. They've done a million. Guess, yeah. Maybe they, they haven't done do eight. Like, yeah. Maybe they haven't done eight. They've, they've done, done six. They've like, done ten. They've done twelve. They've done yeah. fifteen. Yeah, you're <laughs> How right. that happened? I don't know. You're, you're right. Um, you're right. I'm, uh, sorry. But, I'm sorry. I'm yeah. sorry. No, no, no. I appreciate that commentary because it fired me up right there. I'm just like, <laughs> no. Um, I was thinking of a four-way dance. I still don't think they've done a four-way dance. Yeah, I don't think they've done a four-way dance. dance. Oh, yeah. they, they were will. about to. It's they were coming. about to. Yeah, that's uh, coming. Yeah. yeah, we can't wait. But uh, this match, okay, started off whatever. Cody's getting in there. He gets a mixed response, and he's getting this weird thing. He wasn't and getting no mixed response. He's no, getting booed. No, 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 no. At the beginning, it was a little mixed. It was it was a little mixed. Okay. Like there was some. He was getting some offense in, and some people were cheering. Some people weren't. And he was starting to get into it. He was starting to get into it. He starts taking off his belt, and he gets a reaction. He's just like, mm, but I can't hit him with it because that would be a disqualification. It's not meant for this match. Well, I'm just gonna throw the belt in the crowd. You know, Which is, no he big does deal. That every week, he does it no, all the that, time. No big deal. Not a big yeah. deal. They throw it back. The Chicago crowd throws it back and literally disrupts the entire match. Disrupts the entire match. Andrade loses it. Takes the belt, yeah. throws it underneath the ring. Yeah. But later on in the match, he's, Cody's talking to someone from the ringside. And obviously he's shook. You can see it in his eyes. Cody wow. is shook. And well, so was Aubrey. Aubrey got hit with it. She, oh, she got, got hit, hit with, with the it? In her foot. Like it hit her in the foot. And she's like, what was that? And it's the belt. She looked shook. She was angry andrade was angry everyone in the match was angry. everyone was angry jr was angry jr was pissed because jr but was like this is a great match and all anybody's going to talk about is this fucking belt it's true but what what, what is so cody yeah cody is talking to someone while he's on ringside and he's like almost in his brain like i need to prove a point i'm gonna prove a point i'm gonna i want to put the belt back on me 
I want to put the belt back on me. So he puts it back on, gets a huge reaction. Everyone in the match is just like, what was that? Did something just happen? Because it just gets a huge reaction because they're booing because he put the belt back on. And the match continues. We get a cool Arn Tully spot that was a little weird, but it was fine. This was a great match. It was a good match. It was a good match. It just got totally sidetracked by the belt drama. And then he throws the belt into the crowd again, and they start chanting, throw it back throw it back and they start training asshole when they don't <laughs> yeah 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 absolutely you think um, cody should have learned his lesson and just stayed away from the belt no i think yes i mean i think yes yes 100 percent. if andrade takes it's like like do you remember this was a long time ago and this was like very random but there was a beach ball being tossed around during a, a tag team match, the WWE and Cesaro was in it. And Cesaro jumped into the crowd and ripped it in half. Like that was his thing. He was a beach ball killer. He'd do that on house shows. He'd do that on dark matches and he'd run in and grab the beach ball and destroy it. But like, okay, so let's say like, oh, someone has another beach ball and it gets like bumped over the, the guardrail. And then like, I don't know, Big E, if they're fighting the New Day, he takes it and he's like, yeah, and throws it back into the crowd. Like, no. Your opponent is clearly furious about this, and he literally tried to get rid of it and forget about it. And you're going to be like, "No, no, no! Give that back to me!" What are you? It was very selfish. Let's go! Let's go! Come on! Yeah, he did. He took so much attention away from the match. I hope so. I hope those guys chewed him out about it because they're like, "You took away from this match because of your hubris. You threw the belt in the crowd. You threw it back. Not your fault." Everything after that, you grabbing it back, throwing it back in the crowd, you distract for the match. Honestly, you shouldn't have thrown it into the crowd in the first place. I don't think that's a good idea to throw a big leather with a big metal buckle into the crowd and then be mad when they throw it back. Well, you have to understand, like, not you, but like the world uh, has to understand. No, you're saying me. No, 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 I'm not. I'm not. I have to understand. No, you don't, need to, no you don't have to understand anything. Uh, Cody is a big dumb idiot. He's completely yeah. oblivious he's completely to everything. Oblivious. And he's been throwing that belt in the crowd for months and months. And I don't understand how no one's gotten hurt because that is a big, heavy. If you hit a kid, I mean, it's going to send a kid for a loop. And the thing about, like, okay, hold on a second. I just need to say, thinking about it now, Dax Harwood is yeah. an excellent, excellent, excellent professional wrestler. Like maybe a top five. This is bold, but maybe even a top five professional wrestler in the company from like a work standpoint. What a great worker. And Andrade, there was a really funny mode. I don't know if you noticed this, but they went to commercial. Then they came back and Andrade just wasn't wearing pants anymore. Like his pants had just disappeared. Yeah. <laughs> it just disappeared. What happened to his pants? I thought it was a, a cash wheeler. <laughs> <laughs> I... I really like these four guys. I really like these four guys together. I like everyone in the ring. Yeah. I like absolutely Cody everyone. Cody shouldn't in the be ring. in these matches, though. If he wants to get booed, put him in the ring with these, uh, what is it, seven other guys who are excellent workers and absolutely loved by every, like, every audience that they go and they wrestle in front of. The audience loves them because they're such good wrestlers. And Cody's a good wrestler, but he's not on the level of all of these other seven guys. Oh, he is. Okay. He is on the level. Like he is, he's a, he's an amazing. Yeah. He's just as good as any of them. He's better. I'm sorry. Like, like while they could do more acrobatic things, he's better than pack. He'll have a better match than pack. He'll have a better match than pack. He'll have a better match. Like, like they could do more amazing things, but Cody's matches. If he's given the, like his gold dust match, was oh, one of, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Uh, tell yeah. me a pack match that blew your blew you away that the way that did. 
Pac versus Andrade. Like, but here's the thing. It didn't blow you me away like that. Hold on a second. Hold on a second. You think that's the same? Hold on a second. Hold on a second. Hold on a second. Hold on a second. Time out. Time out. You're right. You're right. You're right. Nobody. I don't think I've ever. Well, that's not true. Hangman Kenny also got me as emotionally invested as they got me emotionally invested. It also did help, though, that Dustin was there. Dustin is sure. a, a king. No, yeah, that's just true. But I'm just saying Cody is a big match guy. And that takes a special talent that some of these guys I don't think have yet. They haven't had sure. big match. That's matches. fair. That's fair. That's absolutely fair. That's absolutely fair. So I'm not saying that, but I'm saying that like saying that he's not on the level as them, I think is inaccurate. It's just that people hate him as a person. <laughs> like if, if this was a different time and place, like if this was just Cody, just being in there, being Cody without all this, like he would just fit in just as well. He's just like, uh, he's, he's, he's a little bit, he fits in right with FTR. He fits right in similar style. Rust. Yeah, sort of. Yeah. So yeah. like, I just, I, I just, honestly, I felt bad for him when they threw the belt back. That's what I'm trying to say. Well, I also felt bad that like, there was a moment where he got tagged every time he got tagged in, he got thunderous booze. And then at one point he gets pulled the, he, the referee gets distracted. He gets pulled to the heel corner and all four of them start kicking the shit out of him and the crowd went wild. They it. loved it. They lost it. <laughs> it was it. pretty great. Uh, it was pretty good. And then we get a black, like uh, we get um, Malachi Black spitting some black mist in the pack's face. And then uh, we get a DDT, that special DDT that Andrade does uh, for the win. Um, we got, we actually have some comments here. I forgot to mention, uh, Joe writes about ruthless aggression. Aren't all of WWE's documentaries BS? I believe they are working on a Vince bio for Netflix. Yeah. That's going to be a hard hitting expose. Oh my God. Yeah. They're <laughs> working on a documentary specifically about the steroid trials in the early nineties. Talk about a bunch of bullshit. That's what that's going to be. Whoa. Well, actually, I have specific thoughts about it and I don't want to come out as a WWE apologist, <laughs> but uh, I don't think they were in the wrong with those steroid trials. I don't think they were either, but they're going to like be painted much more. So the problem is, and well, I, you know, do we want to get into this? We don't have to get into this. Now we, we maybe we'll save it for the weekly wrestle. Yeah. yeah you should check out the, the weekly steroids. wrestle. We're going to talk about, about, about ruthless aggression. We're going to talk about, about the sex scandal. Sure. We've talked about a- before. We'll talk about it more. Uh, Jacob Marks writes, at PWG, we got to criticize Cody's neck tattoo with a professional tattoo artist. It was great. Yes, we went to PWG this past week, uh, and uh, we did trash talk that neck tattoo. Horrible placement, horrible tattoo. No respecting uh, tattoo artist. If this tattoo artist said, no respecting tattoo artist would have done that. Really? Because it's just an, it's terrible placement, terrible tattoo. Like, it's just it, the way it is, is just no, no one has it like that. You know, yeah. no one does a neck tattoo in that way. Having it in front, maybe? Sure. Sure, sure. You know, back, something like that. But, like, having it on the side, just on the jawbone or wherever it is, it's just gross. Yeah, uh, and then we got Joe writing right here. Cody's a better storyteller in the ring. It's one of the good things he got from WB. He's not just about hitting his spots. Thank you, Joe. Thank yeah. you for brilliantly illustrating my point. Well, the thing about that is, I agree. I agree with that, uh, sort of. Yeah, I mostly agree with that. But... In a match with Andrade and Pac and um, the other guy. They're uh, all dark. guys. They're all yeah, dark. Yeah, and everybody's sick of Cody. So, of course, he's going to get It's moved. bad That's why He needs to keep wrestling Anthony Agogo. Everyone will cheer him then. <laughs> no, that'll get go home. He, he needs yeah. to fight someone <laughs> that's just as despised as him. And I can't think of who that is. I can't either. Joey Janela. Let's do it. 
No. Like he would, he, he would be a good opponent for Eddie Kingston, but he would need Wanna. to be a heel, but he could be a good opponent for Eddie because they would just beat the shit out of each other and it would be good. Him versus Jericho. That's what I yeah. want. They should revisit that. That's I love that. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Well, I think Stay figured out a lot of the problems. I think the belt thing is going to, I can't wait to read about it tomorrow. I, oh I just God. hope to hear that that belt thing became a big argument backstage. I want Andrade <laughs> to flip out on Cody, just being like, why'd you put the belt back up? Why'd you yeah. put the belt back up? Yeah. Uh, that's my hope. Um, any other thoughts about this uh, great AEW Dynamite? Uh, no, I don't think so. Um, let me think. I think Battle of the Belts, that's going to be really exciting. Their Excited first for like, that. Clash of the Champions style show, that's going to be really fun. Um, yeah, I think that's it. I think, uh, I would you be excited for a Jamie Hayter, Britt Baker feud? No. Okay. Jamie Hader hasn't shown me enough. Jamie yeah. Hader hasn't shown me enough, except in this match. And actually, I had to rewatch it because I had some internet issues. So, yeah. like, I should really watch again because you're saying they hit each other a lot. I didn't see that. I didn't see that. So, I must have missed some portions. Yeah. Um, but I'm going to double check that. But uh, yeah, not terribly. Uh, I want Britt Baker to kind of, I think Britt needs a, something fresh. And I don't think she has it right now. I feel like yeah. being surrounded by Reba and Jamie Hader is not good for Britt right now. Yeah, I think she should turn face. She should become a baby face. She should have been faced. Honestly, I think she's becoming less liked because of how long she stayed heel. She would have been a monster face if they switched her in, what, August, September, when they started touring? Yeah. As soon as she became champion, she should have become a baby face. Yeah. Britsburg should have been a face. Yeah. Yeah, 100%. They wanted her. They wanted her. Well, thank you all so much for watching. Check out the weekly wrestle this Saturday. We're going to cover all the things that we want to cover uh, news and uh, div- uh, the ruthless aggression, all these great things. We're going to have tweets. We're going to have tweets the oh, week. We're going to have tweets. Oh, we're going to have some tweets. Uh, and make sure to uh, uh, like, subscribe, listen to the podcast if you're you're busy, can't watch the YouTube. Uh, I'm starting to post back on there because we're killing it on podcasts. Killing it. Russia. Russia. Big yeah. listeners of LLW. Not even joking. Not even joking. Big listeners in Russia. Uh, well, we got they should uh, leave a review. Leave a review. Uh, Drop a five yeah, they star should leave review. review. All of you should, because they're not listening on Apple. That's where they're not listening. Oh, okay. Um, okay. Uh, and Joe writes, Brit needs an opponent at her level. Everyone just seems less than. That's true. That's yeah, true. it's funny. Uh, uh, Ember Moon is available. So, Mia okay. Yim is also available. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. We'll see. Athena. We'll see. I'm, yeah, I'm kind of lukewarm on them right now, but we'll find out. Thank you all so much for watching. This is Loserly's Wrestling. Loserly's Wrestling. Uh, thank you so much. Have a great one. Bye. Have a great Turkey Day. Tomorrow. Happy Thanksgiving. Have yeah. a Happy Thanksgiving. Uh, day, yeah. Should we do a count out for Tam? Let's we'll do, do it. Uh, no, not ten seconds. Right. Just five. five. Just five. Five. Four. Three. Two. One. Olé! 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 Olé!